0: Salutes, the weather is getting hotter and hotter, and so am I. And you know what that means? It's time to be outside constantly. I am here to present and invite you to Live Nation Concert Week. From now until May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette. Oh my God, the flashback, the nostalgia, Cage the Elephant, and so many more for way less. Seriously, this might be the best deal I've ever come across. What is better than getting ready with your friends to the music you are about to see live and then meeting a cute guy at the show and dancing the night away on a warm summer night? There is literally nothing better than that. I know I will be in attendance for sure. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Hello, guten tag, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Sophia with an F. My name is Sophia with an F. The only pH you will find is with another Sophia that spells it with a pH, which is spelled incorrectly or with my healthy pH balance. (laughs) Wow. I fucking hated that. My producer is here. Hi, Alex. Hi, I'm back from the dead. Yeah. How was it um, playing hooky and not coming into work last week?
1: It was lovely. Thank you. Just trying to not die, you know? Yeah. Fighting for my life. Yeah, I get that. I mean, people still work though when they don't feel good.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay, guys. So in case you've been living under a rock and didn't spend your weekend worshiping me, (laughs) you may have missed some breaking news about me. If you don't follow me on social media, you absolutely should. So if you're with an F, Franklin with a Y. I was featured in the New York Post this week. It's not every week that you're mentioned in mm-hmm. the New York Post. Nope. And The Sun and Daily Mail.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Move the fuck over, Demi Rose. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I'm famous is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And if you don't hear from me after this episode, just know your bitch turned into a celebrity. This sloop got famous and that's it. Good luck. So they basically wrote about a fucking TikTok that I made. I think I'm funny as shit on TikTok, but for this particular video to go viral and to have so many news outlets pick it up is so beyond my comprehension and so fucking hilarious. Okay, basically, this video, it was of me talking about a little ploy you can do on a first date to make it look like you have options and to let this guy or girl know, you know, you're wanted. And I don't think that there is anything wrong with letting them know you have options. Say it with me, Slutes. I have options. I have options. Thank you. You are no longer lessening yourself because you just want to be with someone so bad. You have options. And let everybody know. Let your date know. Let your husband know. Let your job know. You have options. Mm-hmm. And if you really feel like you don't, use my little TikTok trick here. Anyways if you want to see the TikTok, I'll tell you how you can see the TikTok. You open up the app, you type in Sophia Franklin, you click the follow button, and the video will then magically appear for you. (laughs) So I just find it hilarious that out of the trillions of hilarious TikToks uploaded a day, they took the time to write about mine and that one in particular. And these articles were dead serious about their reporting, like actually sitting there picking apart the strategy behind what I said, which wasn't anything
1: groundbreaking. I'm sure a million people have talked about it before. My favorite part about the articles is that they refer to you as a TikTok star. Oh, my fucking... It's like you shitpost... On TikTok. And I, they're like, Sophia Franklin, TikTok star. It's like, okay. I completely forgot about that. That they referred to me
0: as that. Mm-hmm. TikTok star. Do they say anything about my podcast? I don't even think so. <laughs> oh, that is, what a fucking wake up call. Yeah, guys, I'm a TikTok star now, by the way. But it was just so, it was so crazy. Like journalists, New York Post, Daily Mail, Newsflash. If you really want to do a psychoanalysis on me and the things that I talk about and strategies I come up with to fuck with men or make men like you, there's over a hundred podcast episodes that feature me from the past three to four years that will really let you into the (laughs) black hole that is my mind.
1: Yeah, and they're a lot more newsworthy than that fucking (laughs) TikTok, I'll tell you that. 100 percent.
0: And and then these articles were talking about this huge divide my TikTok had caused among the people. Mm -hmm. Some people were saying it was the most iconic thing they've ever seen and they couldn't wait to try it. And then you have the other side where people were basically saying it was fucking disgusting and that I need help. (laughs) Yep. Which, by the way, One of these reporters took it really fucking personally Mm -hmm. with that fucking headline. Alex, pull that shit up, please. And please read it. Okay. I have it right here. I can't.
1: Ex-call-her-daddy host Sophia Franklin is branded embarrassing and toxic after admitting she pays bartenders (laughs) to send her anonymous drinks while on dates to remind guys she has options. (laughs) (laughs) So long. Why is it so long?
0: What? What? (laughs) Like, okay, I don't know if I was branded that way. There were some comments of people saying that. (laughs) Shit. Did I sleep with this fucking reporter's boyfriend or something? Like, what the (laughs) fuck? Last time I checked, TikTok was for doing awkward dances and bullshit jokes. And there are fucking eight-year-olds on TikTok delivering the news, okay? (laughs) Yeah, it's true. I didn't know I was applying for Mensa (laughs) when I uploaded that TikTok. I was fucking around. And it's also funny to me because there are podcast hosts or just influencers in general, okay? Pushing out far more harmful rhetoric and giving platforms to far more harmful people than I am but this TikTok is what the media decided to pick apart this week mm-hmm. and the comments I actually like want to read a few I'm going to read a few of these that just stood out to me <clears throat> This girl is narcissistic and manipulative. Can't say jealousy is the best basis of a relationship. This other one. (laughs) This is all it says. She needs to heal. (laughs) She needs to heal. Oh my God, this one. This is pathetic. Everyone hyping her up like she isn't a fucking psycho.
1: (laughs) Are they wrong though? They wrong? no they're no. not wrong
0: but why are they getting so fucking upset not genius not toxic just sad <laughs> there were a lot of people that wrote this is just sad <laughs> what was the one that you were telling me about oh someone wrote sheesh dot 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 starting to have surgery face <laughs> this is what i've been saying
1: how did they spell surgery They didn't spell it correctly. They used I-E instead of Y (laughs) at the end of surgery. It's like, right? you clearly aren't old enough to be on the app if you don't know how to fucking (laughs) spell surgery. And we have spell check on our phone. So there's no excuse for that one. There's no excuse. And these are the people that keep me up at night. Literally. That can't spell surgery.
0: I mean, to be honest, this person has a point because I'm thinking about what, they're referring to. And this side-by-side photo that the Daily Mail used, I look like two completely different people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm going to give them that. That's the only negative comment that I'm actually going to agree with. I was actually taken aback. When I saw the, the side-by-side.
1: Yeah. In one of the pictures, you looked like you really needed to gua sha and do some lymphatic drainage on your face. Uh-huh. And the other one, you looked a little Michael Jacksony, y
0: Yeah. And a little hollow. <laughs> a little hollow.
1: A little corpse bride.
0: We need to find out who wrote this article because they hate me. Oh, yeah. They hate me. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever. Everybody needs to chill. Everyone needs to chill. Mm -hmm. And the people that watch a TikTok and feel the need to go comment something rude about it in the comment section, who are you talking to?
1: Literally who?
0: (laughs) Who are you talking to in the comment section? Not you. Not me. I don't know who the fuck they're talking to. We only saw it because there were three articles written about it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my fucking God. But you know what? you know, who did have my back was Robert Green. Uh, King. And that is all I need to know Mm -hmm. because Robert Green fucking gets it. And as long as I have Robert Green in my corner, I don't care what any of you bitches have to say. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on and let's talk some pop culture, okay? Back at it again with the pop culture. Juliana Rancic, step aside, (laughs) bitch. Okay, so... A few days ago, our favorite star-crossed lovers, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, got engaged. Do you listen to his music? Absolutely not. I heard one song and I didn't understand it. Mm-mm. It was, to me, it was like Blink-182, My Chemical Romance, just a hundred notches
1: not Below as good. The belt.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the vibe I got. But... Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Literally everything that I have learned about these two has been completely against my will. (laughs) No joke. Every time news comes out about these two, I feel like I'm reading a
1: One Direction fanfic. (laughs) Literally, though. It's like so out there, Mm -hmm. so left field. It's like, what? Yes. And it's
0: so in your fucking face. Mm -hmm. And I really, truly don't like being a hater. I love, love. Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. I'm into that. Mm -hmm. If I could see a sex tape from them, I would be a happy fucking gal. I would die to see that.
1: Absolutely.
0: Megan Fox and uh, MGK, they just annoy the fuck out of me. They remind me of that annoying high school couple who constantly make out in the hallway blocking your locker when you're just trying to get your history textbook why for fourth period. Why is that so accurate? Like, they have to make it known that not only are they sexually active at the age of 14, <laughs> but they're making love.
1: Yes. Theater. Theater. Kid vibes. Yes, literally. Like they're in the hallway staring at each other deeply into each other's eyes. All dressed in black. Not saying anything, just staring. Just staring, all dressed in black.
0: Feel like their love is, they're just above every fucking person at that school. Mm -hmm. Please. Didn't she say that the way Machine Gun Kelly wooed her was when they met at a GQ party and she told him... You smell like weed. <laughs> and then he responded with, I am weed. Mm-hmm. And then according to her, right after he said that, he disappeared into the night.
1: Yep. What kind of bullshit <laughs> is that? I am weed. Um, <laughs> I don't think so, but okay. Girlfriend, he did not
0: disappear into the abyss. okay. That was just a fucking K-hole you were in (laughs) or ayahuasca leftovers from that trip you went on altering your state of reality. He didn't fucking disappear, okay? And that's not even cool. I am weed and then disappear. There's gotta be something more profound you could say before you go up in flames and blow up into smoke and disappear into the night. It's as if like Megan Fox and MGK were put in a time capsule And they were never able to mature from middle school, high school brains. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's because they got famous too young. I don't fucking know what it is. And maybe I sound like a miserable bitch commenting on their happiness, but I don't give a fuck. They make me itch. (laughs) They make me ill. So back to their engagement. Naturally, Megan Fox took to Instagram and wrote a caption about the engagement it was it was more of a haiku than a caption <laughs> and <clears throat> I'm gonna go ahead and read it in July of 2020 we sat under this bunion tree <laughs> bunion I'm I am two years old it's not a bunion tree we sat under this banyan tree. We asked for magic. We were oblivious to the pain we would endure together in such a short, frenetic period of time, but intoxicated off of the love and the karma. Okay. Somehow, a year and a half later, having walked through hell together and having laughed more than I ever imagined possible, he asked me to marry him. And just as in every lifetime before this one, and as in every lifetime that will follow, I said, yes, dot, dot, dot. And then we drink each other's blood. Huh? <laughs> drink each other's blood. Give me a fucking <laughs> break. Stop it. They are not actually doing that. First of all, saying it is annoying as fuck. I don't believe that they're actually doing that. And if they are, if they really are drinking each other's blood, keep that shit to yourself. Like they're doing too much. You're overdoing it. And I know that there are people who actually are out there that do blood packs, but Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, no, sorry, but no. They're, you know what they're doing? They're appropriating the real
1: blood drinkers culture and they're appropriating my Tumblr culture. Okay. Yeah. They're appropriating vampires. <laughs> Knock it off, you two. They are. You know what? I feel like Megan Fox did
0: the movie Jennifer's Body. Have you seen that? Yes. Okay. It's as if she did that movie and then never left character. (laughs) Yes. Like she is still Jennifer. It's true. I I don't understand it. And the whole thing is just, I don't know. It bugs me. This really fucking is the year of the tattooed white boy who looks (laughs) one cigarette away from death. It's their year. Yes. So all you skinny as fuck white boys with tattoos this is your year and it's time to step up and go after the girl, okay? Mm-hmm. Look She's... at Travis Barker, mm-hmm. look at Pete Davidson. Yes, no girl is out of your fucking league. <laughs> oh my God, they just, they're insufferable and I just truly don't care. As I sit here and waste my precious breath and time <laughs> talking about them nonstop. Another thing I want to point out and I want to know if anyone has gotten this feeling or vibe or had this thought angelina jolie and billy bob thornton already did this in the 90s yes okay you guys are not original angelina jolie did it and when she did it it was cool for some reason i don't know why (laughs) maybe because she didn't she wasn't try hard it was like genuine
1: oh my god what do we think the dress code for their wedding will be Ooh, that's a good point it's going to be a funeral exactly (laughs) no actually everyone dresses in black and we are not celebrating we're mourning I could 100% (laughs) see that and like a fondue fountain
0: with red food coloring so you can feel like you're dipping your cruditane blood (laughs) and just dumbass shit is her wedding dress gonna be black or very black
1: definitely black
0: (laughs) is it gonna be black or dark black what shade of black is it gonna be do you think Kourtney Kardashian will be a
1: bridesmaid? Absolutely. You do? For sure. For all I know, they're probably going to have conjoined weddings. And it's going to be Nightmare Before Christmas themed.
0: <laughs> yeah, Like, I don't even fucking know with these people anymore. And you know what we're going to do, Alex? We are going to Party City and we are finding a chef costume and we are walking in through the back door <laughs> of that wedding and pretending like we're there to... Make the fucking vegan spread that they're gonna have.
1: Absolutely. Oh my
0: God, I would die. I would pay to be a fly on the wall at that wedding. For sure. God damn.
1: Imagine their vows. Oh. If their Instagram captions are like that, oh. they're probably gonna have a suicide pack. They 100, <laughs> yes, they are. And kill each other on the altar. Do you think that they're gonna do a
0: public display of some type of blood? transfusion for sure you think absolutely rub the blood together Mm -hmm. or prick each other's finger and then suck the blood yep
1: instead of kiss
0: Uh, yeah I could absolutely see them doing that and I can't wait for them to have kids and their kids to be like what the fuck you guys are so embarrassing and cringy I hope I wish them the best though me too love (laughs) them The competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Apartments.com believes having a gym in your building does way more than just get you in shape. It turns your entire life around and is a great place to scope out the hot guy that lives in your building. And by guy, I mean guys. Having a gym in your building makes it 10 times more likely that you actually end up, show up, and work out. I mean, it's five floors down or whatever it is. And you'll be saving money on a gym membership that you'll go to probably half as much With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live is easy. Apartments.com hosts more rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place, or treadmill for that matter. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place excited about this one guys I'm getting in my grown woman bag I'm entering my wifey era at full speed and no one can stop me because I've been investing in myself and in my kitchen I used to buy the absolute cheapest cookware I could possibly find and mm mm-mm Mm-mm-mm, not the move. The move is high quality, thoughtfully designed, non-toxic and incredibly cute cookware from, Drumroll, please, Great Jones. You are welcome. Great Jones cookware is so stunning. You will actually want to cook. It's like getting a new super cute slash hot workout set you'll be at the gym later that day no question my dutch baby from great jones aka the cutest baby pink dutch oven in the color taffy i keep that shit on display that is when i'm not using it Glad I was able to vent for a little bit. Now it's time to get serious, and now it's time for SLUT University. That was just a fucking K-hole you were in, or ayahuasca leftovers from that trip you went on. You didn't fucking disappear. Okay, and that's not even cool. What's up, class? This is your professor speaking. Welcome, Slutents. Everyone can go ahead and Venmo me $1 if they have any interest in passing this class because I do take bribes, sexual or otherwise. I'm kidding. No one Venmo me. You can Venmo me. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> thanks, Alex. This particular lesson is a bit traumatic for me, but I'll be okay. I'll be fine. I'm going to live. I am giving you guys a very special free textbook today the 20s survival guide Alex this applies to you so if you could wake the fuck up and <laughs> act interested I'm listening since you are on the show I know that there's people listening who don't fit in this age group it doesn't fucking matter this th- your 30s are the new 20s by the way fact
1: are you just saying that because you're about to turn 30 this year
0: no, Alex, <laughs> yeah. actually, it's uh proven and everyone's been saying it. And I don't know where the fuck you've been. It's just a fact. No printer. <laughs> okay. Everything I'm about to talk about is still applicable. And if you're going to try to disqualify me because I'm still in my 20s, go fuck yourself. I have been through enough to have gray hairs already. Okay. Thank you. So the reason I want to do a survival guide for people in their 20s is because, well, first of all, I think that's the only age group I can comment on confidently. But also your 20s are such a shit show. My God. Mm -hmm. And I don't want, you know, people listening who are in their 20s. I don't want you guys to feel like you're in this boat alone. I refer... To your 20s as the lost years. Not because you're partying every night and blacking out and you don't remember half of 2021, <laughs> which is probably true. Yeah, this is feeling a little personal. Are <laughs> you trying to attack me? No, I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to that, but that's not what I mean. I refer to them as the lost years because you feel so fucking lost all the time. Because basically, let me break it down for everybody. Whether you are graduating high school, college, either one, you now have this degree, this illustrious piece of paper, and it's supposed to catapult you to success. That's what you think. Mm -hmm. Easier said than fucking done. Because what honestly happens is, you're 22 and back at your parents' house with a 12 o'clock curfew, sitting on your twin bed from childhood, <laughs> and you're thinking to yourself, why am I regressing right now mm-hmm. when I should be progressing? Yeah. I vividly remember trying to get my first job out of college, and I felt like a chicken with its head cut off. I remember I, I remember asking myself, how do I even approach this? How do I go about this? I'm not walking into Southtown Mall and going up to Zoomies and asking if they have an application I can fill out at the food court. Mm
1: -hmm. I'll
0: have it back to you in an hour. That's not what we're doing. By the way, Southtown Mall is a really special mall here in Utah. I would not suggest going there (laughs) under any circumstances. The only good thing they have is hot dog on a stick. And that says a lot. They have that at the other mall too, but... Which mall? Fashion place. They do? Yeah. Okay, well, this is a very insular conversation. If you guys would like mall recommendations in Utah, please let us know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's not as simple as doing that. I didn't have shit lined up for me. I didn't have parents who were well-connected and could just hook it up for me. I didn't have a plan. Kids would ask me what my plan was after graduation,
1: and I would straight up say... I have no clue. Mm -hmm. I remember one of my friends graduated with the exact same degrees as me. And they would tell me, oh, I'm doing this internship or I'm doing this huge Mm -hmm. research project with a professor that's going to write me a recommendation letter to this grad school. And I remember, like, I was just so embarrassed because I didn't have any of that. Like you said, I had this piece of paper that said Alexandra Franco graduated, but... That's all I have. It makes you feel like shit. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like I wasn't doing enough.
0: Right. I mean, there were kids in high school saying that shit.
1: Yeah. Well, when I was in high school, I was just trying to figure out how the fuck I was going to get home that day. (laughs) Like actually. Yeah. I was trying to figure out how I was going to pass the drug
0: test. Like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, hats off to you specimen that were able to do that. By the way... This survival guide is going to be about way more than just your career. I just think this is a good place to start because trying to get my first real job was my first taste of being in the real world and was the first taste of what my 20s were actually going to be. I was struggling to even get people to respond to me and get interviews, let alone landing a job. I was on every website possible, LinkedIn, Indeed, ZipRecruiter, fucking Craigslist, anything to try and make something happen. I remember being on LinkedIn and messaging my professors who I hadn't seen since freshman year. And some of them, most of them, all of them left me on red. Damn, those professors must really regret not responding to a TikTok star. <laughs> And a famous person. Please. Wow. Mrs. McConaughey, I'm talking to you, you dumb bitch. Never liked you. Anyways, oh, and then you find out that these places that you're trying to get a job at care more about experience than your college degree. Yes. Oh, fucking perfect. Wonderful. Let me just get a refund of about $200,000 and four years of my life back. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you. Wow. I'm like such a pleasure to listen to. Guys, don't hate me. I know hearing all of this shit sucks and maybe it's stressing you out. I am not here to stress you out. I am here to let you know that it will be figured out. Mm -hmm. But these are my tips to surviving your 20s. And here is the 20s survival guide. My first tip, push yourself to get a great job. But understand that nothing is beneath you. If you want to be a waitress for forever, no shade at all. You can make really good money doing that shit. I mean, bottle waitresses in Vegas, those bitches are taking home six figures. But if you want something more established or by societal standards, a big girl, big boy job, absolutely go for it. And apply for the jobs you feel you are unqualified for. Apply for whatever you want. I mean, don't
1: apply, you know. For brain surgeon when you graduated with a bachelor's in communication. <laughs> Unless you're Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie.
0: What's the movie? Don't look up. Fuck off. That was the worst movie ever. No, it's when he is a con artist. Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> This is really going to bother me, please. Whatever. You guys know what fucking movie I'm talking about. Anyways, just apply for the fucking job. They're going to try to scare you. They're going to say, you know, need to be proficient in Excel. Yeah, I made that mistake once. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. I was trying to get a higher paying job and a bigger role within this company that I was already working for. hmm And I wrote proficient in Excel on my resume. And I went in for the interview with this guy who I always had a little crush on and thought he was super hot. And he was a huge nerd, by the way. And he asked me, proficient in Excel, can you tell me a little bit more about that? And I said, you know, things like pivot tables, stuff like that. I don't know where that came from. I don't know how I even knew that was an Excel thing that you could do. I just knew. And he turned his computer over to me and handed me the keyboard and said, can you walk me through a pivot table? (gasps) No fucking way. Mm -hmm. What did you do? I tried to bullshit. I'm like cringing right now. I want to die. I tried to bullshit it for a minute. I... Was like, well, you start by highlighting these columns and then you go to, oh, fuck, I'm drawing a blank right now. I don't know. It was so embarrassing. It was so horrible. Ugh. It was so bad. But also he's a dick. Who's, yeah, who re- does that? who's really going to make you show them that you know how to do a pivot table? Only assholes. Mm hmm. Fuck him.
1: So I'm assuming you got the job then. I did not get that
0: (laughs) particular job. That's actually my biggest tip for the survival guide. Do not say you are proficient in Excel if you're not. (laughs) And don't mention pivot tables. I'm just saying, if you're going to lie, make sure you can uh, get away with the lie in case you run into a fucking asshole that wants a full demonstration on a pivot table. (laughs) Fuck you. Okay, so... The jobs you feel unqualified for, go for them. Go to as many interviews as you can. Even if it's just for practice, just go, go, go. And the second part to this is if you need to start at a low level position, don't let that deter you because just getting your foot in the door is what matters. Sometimes in unsuspecting ways. Like, I leveraged my job in finance here in Utah. I leveraged that job to get me to New York. Mm -hmm. I knew that their headquarters were in New York. And I knew, oh, even if this job is nothing I want to do in the future, I don't know. I could always fucking transfer to New York at some point, probably. So it can like, it can be in unsuspecting ways. This is another example. I always think of my friends in New York who went into PR, specifically fashion PR, thinking they were going to be sitting front row at a Balmain show. What you've seen on TV isn't fucking real. They were not sitting front row. Let me just tell you that right now. The Devil Wears Prada, that movie, fucked me up. I was like where is Meryl Streep? Where are all of my free clothes and my makeover and all the cool parties? And why don't I have a ticket to Paris? Like that shit isn't real. It's not glamorous for a while. You know, Mm -hmm. your first job, you usually have to start doing the boring shit or the bitch work. And that's okay. You're building your portfolio and you're getting experience. So There's really no job when it's your first real job that is beneath you. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: My next tip is figure out what actually makes you happy. Because this is the first time for a lot of people where you don't have other people telling you what to do. Now you get to choose. And it's important that you take the time to figure out what makes your heart sing cute that was cute right Mm -hmm. what feeds your soul okay Mm -hmm. and choose a path that's fulfilling because you've only got one life one shot one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted and in one moment
1: could you capture or let it slip (laughs) (laughs) what did you read that on like a laffy taffy or something you fucking know it's that Eminem song. Oh, lose yourself
0: by Eminem. You only got okay, I'm not gonna wrap it. You've only got this one life. Okay. Also, don't do things you don't like because other people expect you to. Mm -hmm. Boom. I majored in fucking economics and worked in finance. Why? Do I, does that seem
1: like something that I would gravitate towards and just naturally be really good at, Alex? Absolutely not. I wouldn't trust you with my finances with a 10-foot pole. But. Thank, thank you. I just did it because I thought that's what was going to make me
0: money. What was I actually good at? Writing, English. And I was like, oh, cool. What the fuck am I going to do with that degree? Mm-hmm be a journalist and work for the New York Post and write about the biggest TikTok that came out. (laughs) No thanks. With that said, no regrets. I mean, look at my job now. But just don't waste time in a job that you hate. You tried it, you hated it, move on and try something else. Unless, and this is my only caveat, the position that you hate is a gateway to your dream job. Then I say tough it out. Yeah. That's the only instance though. Next point, get comfortable. This is fucking huge for people in their 20s. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. We are always changing regardless of what age you are. We're always changing. But I think some of the biggest change happens in your 20s. Your 20s are a time for a lot of firsts your first serious relationship, your first big purchase, like a house, your first time applying for health insurance because you were kicked off your parents' plan when you were 26. Just lots of firsts, which means a lot of trial and error and feeling like a baby wanting your pacifier (laughs) and feeling like a fraud.
1: Mm -hmm. You know,
0: it's like, who allowed me to open up a credit card all by myself? Where is the supervision? Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. That that was like my motto. I don't know what I'm doing mm-hmm. from 20 to 29.
1: Until <laughs> earlier this morning. <laughs> Literally. Plus, you're
0: also dealing with some of life's biggest existential questions in your 20s. Like, who am I? And what do I want to be? So, I mean... All of those things together comes with a lot of turbulence. Most people in their fucking early 20s don't know who the fuck they want to be or what their purpose is. Yeah. I mean, I've met a few people who had it figured out in high school. Uh, I think they were shapeshifters or (laughs) lizards. I don't think they were real people. I spent a lot of time agonizing over this question. What is my purpose? Did you ever go through that? Or are you going through that now? I'm going through that now,
1: technically.
0: Mm, Right. As you should, queen. Mm -hmm. Because you're 24. Yes. That makes perfect sense. What is my purpose? There is no magic eight ball that is going to tell you that. And you probably haven't experienced the world enough to even know what you want. You don't even know what's out there to want Mm -hmm. at this point. So my advice is... It is perfectly okay to not have everything figured out. People in their fucking 50s don't have shit figured
1: out, but... Open yourself up to new experiences. Yeah. Like, for example, like, I never knew I wanted to work in podcasting with you. Right. But I went out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. and expectedly found out that this is actually something I really wanted to do because I stepped out of my comfort zone and tried something new. Right. Because you were open to the opportunity, something amazing
0: fell in your lap. Yeah, exactly. And whether it fell in your lap or you maybe— subconsciously manifested or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just the fact that you were open to it. Exactly. And you're willing to try it out, Mm -hmm. you know? Thank you, Alex. Mm -hmm. That was great. Um, Next point, be selfish and take risks. So if I were giving a lecture at BYU, (laughs) Brigham Young University, I probably wouldn't say this, but this is Sleuth University, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) You most likely are not married and or have children in your 20s. That's kind of a bold statement. Yeah, that's
1: pretty bold. In
0: Utah, I don't think I could make that statement. But in other places and bigger cities, I think that's fair to say. AKA, this is a time where you don't have to factor in someone else when you're making decisions. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So if you've always wanted to live in Chicago move there. If you've always wanted to live in New York, move there. If you hate your job and you want to find a new one, quit. You don't have a lot of money. You will figure it out. You're not supporting a family right now. Mm -hmm. You are at an age where if you fuck up big time, you have plenty of time to recover. You have a lot of time ahead of you, So now is the time to take the risk. And if you really fuck it up and you're in debt and blah, 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 you've got a lifetime ahead of you to fix the issue and get back on your feet.
1: That's actually really comforting. I needed to hear that. Good.
0: Try new things and don't be afraid of failing. And also, you're an adult, right? But not really. Your 20s are like a buffer zone between adolescent and adult. You can use it to your advantage and you can get away with some bad behavior still. I live life with the thought of, do I want to be 40 and look back on my life and think, damn, I wish I would have done this? Or do I want to just do it? And if I fuck up, say, oh, well, at least I tried it. I
1: would always go with the latter. Mm Mm-hmm. I would rather live a life of oh wells rather than a life of what ifs. Always coming in with the
0: fucking quotes and (laughs) adages. You're just the best. Okay, next point. (sighs) This one's going to come out of left field. Work out now. And I mean exercise. I know it fucking sucks and I'm not going to go on a health and wellness rant, but seriously in our 20s, we think everything's cool because we'll just have these bodies forever and our metabolism is like picture perfect. Uh, No, that is not the case. You and I both know it. When you get older, shit changes. Your metabolism slows down and working out now, remaining healthy now saves you a fuck ton of trouble later. My mom always gets on my case for this. Sophia, it is so much harder to get in shape later on in life. If you build the right foundation now and exercise and eat healthy, it is way easier for your body to bounce back later on in life. And I'm basically talking to myself uh, on this one because I am nowhere near as healthy as I should be, but. Maybe if I say it out loud to the universe, uh, it will help me manifest healthier eating and working out habits. (laughs) Ask, believe, receive. I am a bodybuilder and I eat very healthy. Okay, (laughs) next thing. Pay attention to your crew, to your squad, Mm -hmm. the people you surround yourself with. This is not an announcement to ditch your party friends. We're not in the fucking nursing home <laughs> yet. Thank God. But start aligning yourself with people you admire or are a good influence on you. Or it could help you. Surround yourself with people who want to see you succeed and want to see you happy.
1: Yes. You need to choose people who would mention your name in a room full of opportunities. Yes. And not ones that are trying to take those opportunities up for themselves.
0: Yes. Jealous friends need to go. Your 20s are a time where you might lose some friends. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But you got to start picking your friends wisely and make sure there is a balance of, you know, Felicia, who's like, hey, let's go do ketamine <laughs> and go to marquee and get wild. And then your friends who, have lived a life and have a lot of guidance to give you and want to see you succeed. Just make sure there's a balance. And this is my last fucking point. Ugh, the survival guide. I wish I didn't have to end. Time is a social construct. Mm-hmm. There is no rule book that says you have to have XYZ accomplished by a certain point. You're 23, and all of your friends have their dream jobs and are making more money than you, and own houses and are living their best life. Awesome! More power to them. That's great. Does not mean that you should be experiencing the same thing. It really doesn't. You are on your own path.
1: Mm-hmm. And then going back to like the education thing, if you do decide to further your education and go to college, because you know not everyone goes to college. Mm-hmm. That's their decision. There is no time limit. No. I had classes with people older than our grandparents. Yes. And a lot of my classes, I was actually probably the youngest. Yes. So. And I love and I love that. Because mm-hmm.
0: I think there's sometimes this shame for people when they reach a certain age. Oh, it's too late for me to do something. No. No, it's fucking not. According to who? Show me somewhere in the Bible where it says that. <laughs> <laughs> me acting religious like I... Uh, think the Bible is real. I mean, this goes for any age group, for mm-hmm. anyone listening. Stop comparing yourself to everyone around you. You are never going to feel better. You're just going to feel worse. Oh my God. All my friends are getting married and having babies. Okay. And what's your point? <laughs> cool. Let them have babies. We don't want it. Your friends with babies are also probably looking at you like, damn. Why did I give up my career to raise these little shits? (laughs) Just everyone stop
1: comparing. It's Mm -hmm. not you're never going to feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's perfectly fine if your friends are out here raising little gremlins Mm -hmm. and you're just out here trying to keep your plants alive.
0: Thank you. Mm -hmm. Plants are hard to take care of. They are. And I still don't have health insurance, by the way. (laughs) So fucking random. I don't have health insurance and I'm still in my mom's basement. So take that for a little dose of reality Mm -hmm. for all of you. So you guys, that is my 20s survival guide. I could have kept talking for 45 minutes, but I need to cut myself off. We could have talked specifics, like how to get out of your lease early or how to be a bridesmaid. But I think we just needed to cover the essentials first. You know, Mm -hmm. the last thing I want to leave you with. Guys, I swear this is the very end. This is the last thing to remember, and I want you to take this with you, if there's anything you're going to take, things don't matter as much as you think they do in the moment. Yes. You think everyone is thinking about you and what you did. Everyone's focusing on blah, blah, blah. No one's thinking about you or what you did. Mm -mm. It's a way bigger deal to you. Okay, guys. And with that... I would like for you guys to turn in a 20 page thesis on one of the points that I made your favorite one and which one you can relate to and shred it up and throw it in the garbage because I'm never going to read it. Okay, guys, (laughs) I love you. Let's move on to a little thing I like to call SOS save our salutes, questions, stories, advice. Let's fucking get into it. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify redness reliever eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. Look, you've had a long day, your boss is annoying you, your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do, and your sibling is asking you for money. That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know... That we have the power to change any situation we're in, in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration. And a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostest ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top-notch you will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Skims, what can I tell you? It really is just that good. I can't fight it. I can't deny it. All I can do is hop on board and share with the people I love A.K. my family and you guys, the perfection that is skims. Like Kim K just knows her shit and she's really proved it with skims. Every single item I have tried has been the best I've ever tried in that category. Like whether it's underwear, loungewear, their famous t-shirt bras, Kimberly Kardashian, she just knows clothes, especially when it comes to the basics. My Skims cotton jersey t-shirt, probably the most worn item of clothing from my closet right now. The fit is insane. It snatches me right at the waist, and I mean, I've washed this thing over a hundred times, But the stretch and the shape, it still stays. I have it in the color kyanite, which is this kind of earthy blue toned color. But really, I need it in every goddamn color because it is a staple in my wardrobe. I can lounge in it, which I do all the fucking time, wear it to a recording, or I could pair it with a baggy pant. And heels and a little purse, and look like the cutest thing ever for a night out. So, you guys, shop the Skims t shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey. And select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. It means a lot to me and helps me so much. And with that, love you, Sloots. Okay, first question. My friend posted about how the guy she was seeing took his used condom home with him in a DVD case. She was so shocked and asked why a guy would do that. There were a hundred plus responses about how guys do this now to protect themselves from artificial insemination. Several ladies even said that they tell their sons to take their condoms with them in a Ziploc bag after hooking up to prevent being trapped by a gold digger. I would love to hear your perspective
1: on this. Love an undercover slew. A DVD case? Yeah. Hmm. What? I've never heard of this, first of all, but like that seems very difficult to have on hand. This guy (laughs) should just be carrying hot sauce packets and be smart like Drake. Thank you. Like that's what Drake did. He put hot sauce in a used condom so a girl wouldn't do that. And she ended up putting it in her vagina Mm -hmm. and went bad. I would like to think that, you know, keeping a hot sauce packet from Taco Bell in your pocket is way more convenient than a DVD case that probably had Shrek 3 in it or (laughs) fucking I don't even know what movie. (laughs) Kate, I completely
0: agree with you. Carrying a little fucking mini bottle of Tabasco around with you. (laughs) Yes. Rather than a DVD case, which I didn't know those still existed. Aren't those things fucking huge? Oh, yeah. Those are some big boys, those DVD cases. Yeah, you can't hide that one. Also, is this a trend? I have never seen this being brought up as much as it is recently. Yeah, I agree. Are guys out here that fucking worried about girls taking their used condoms for artificial insemination? It's so crazy to me. And I think my other question is, how much money does this dude have that he feels the need to do that? (laughs) Yeah. How much money? Are you on like a 40, 60K salary? That is a really good salary, by the way. I don't know if it's the type of salary where I would be running to the side of the bed, grabbing the used condom and fucking shoving it up my vagina. Yeah. You know? Yeah, with definitely. Drake, understandable. One hundred percent. I need to know how much money this dude had, and then the the DVD case. The <laughs> I just why does he have a DVD case? That right so there, weird. that is even more of a reason. He doesn't need to worry that these women are trying to use his fucking sperm to get pregnant if you are still using DVDs. Yeah. Netflix
1: account. He can't afford a Netflix account. <laughs> He's still using fucking the DVDs. What if he keeps them in his house as a collection? You know how there's like shelves for DVDs? Oh, if I walked into a guy's house <laughs> and he had that
0: shelf and it had all those DVDs in it, I would swiftly walk the fuck right out of that room.
1: Dude, it's like, okay, this one's the Titanic. This is when I had sex no. with Tiffany. <laughs> this is the last song. It's when I had sex with Britney he's like be careful um sorry you don't let
0: let me just open this case first there could be like a used condom in it it's
1: like why is it sticky
0: (laughs) just whipping out a blu-ray feature film (laughs) would truly put me in a coffin six feet under also just quickly the mom's The moms who tell their sons that this is something that they should be doing. Yeah, what? I'm just imagining that these are the moms that think their son is Jesus Christ himself. Yes. And all of these women are trying to trap him. Newsflash, if you are Drake, we're trying to trap you. 100%. Sorry, but we are. If you're just a regular old Joe, Gerald, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you work a fucking kiosk somewhere. Yeah. We do not want your baby. No. Oh, my God. And just find, like, find something else to put it in if you're going to do it. For sure. A bag of weed. Your
1: pocket. Roll it up in a tissue. Something except a DVD case. So weird. You know what this question sparks an idea in my head okay what about if you give someone a blow job and they come in your mouth couldn't you just like hold it in your mouth run into the bathroom and like put it in another container and inseminate yourself that way okay I'm
0: really glad that you're as smart as you are and that you brought <laughs> that up because Alex and I have this thing when we give blow jobs we physically cannot swallow no no Can't do it. Cannot do it. I've done it. I've done it. But it's one out of 10 times will I actually do that. Yes. Alex and I like to keep it in our mouths and then spit it out. Mm -hmm. That's probably worse than just hurrying and taking it to the back
1: of the throat and swallowing (laughs) it. We like Probably. We let the battery acid sit in our mouth until we can get up and go to the bathroom. But with that said... That's so smart, Alex.
0: Ladies, if these men are trying to get all sneaky with their DVD cases and their hot sauce and bullshit, have him come in your mouth, run to the bathroom as if you're going to spit out the cum, spit it right into your fucking hand and shove it right up your vagina.
1: Okay. <laughs> there you go. Just make sure he makes at least six figures if you're going to do that. Thank you. Okay. Wow. I didn't know this was like so
0: fucking prominent, but here we are. Okay. Next. Hi, Sophia. Love this podcast and have been a fan of yours since that which shan't be named. Mm -hmm. I need some sex advice and I know you're the one to ask. My fiance and I have great sex. However, I can almost never come unless I'm also playing with my clit while we fuck. This can be irritating because it's not easy in all positions. And sometimes I just want to be scratching his back rather than touching myself. Any other advice for how to come during sex when I need clitoral stimulation in order to orgasm? Can I say one thing before we even answer this? I forgot about scratching the back. Really? When I was younger, that was my thing and I would leave scratch marks on his back and I thought it was so cool. I don't do that
1: anymore. Why? Because you think you like grew out of it or because you like kind of forgot?
0: I think because like I grew up and it's, I don't know, it's kind of cheesy. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to leave my fucking like werewolf claws on your back. Yeah. I don't know. One time I did it to a boyfriend and he was walking around the kitchen shirtless and his parents were there and they pointed it out. And oh. they were like, we know what that's from. And it was really embarrassing. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> Alex, what do you think about this?
1: Okay, so I'm the same way. I cannot orgasm during sex unless I have clitoral stimulation. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing to do is have him lay. I get on top yep. and I will do whatever it takes to get my clit as close to like his pelvic bone. Yep. As I can. Yes. Like whatever it takes. I will push that forward more than anything. Or you'll then... lean forward. Yeah. Your whole body yes. forward. Yes. I will do that as well. Or even laying on my back and he's on top and I, I just thrust my thing into the air. Just keep it there. Right. Really all it is is you need to just have that contact. But like, Forceful contact and just keep it there and do what you need to do. Like, do what you normally do with your hand, but like, just swivel with your pelvis or what? I love the swivel, like a swivel chair. Exactly. That's what'll do it for me. Right. There's a
0: name for that sex position. I think it's called cat. It's like, coital alignment technique. I could have completely made that up. But when he's on top, he's a little bit lower down your body so that your clit can get direct stimulation up onto his either pelvic bone or stomach. That's the way I had my first orgasm from sex. Yes. Regardless of what position you're in, it's your clit rubbing up against him in some way. Yes. I have never had an orgasm by rubbing my own clit during sex. I haven't either. So this is interesting. This girl is saying she needs to actually be playing with her clit and using her hand. Girlfriend, if I were you, I would try to do what Alex and I just talked about and just have your clit directly stimulated by another body part of his. Yes. You know what I mean? Definitely. That's one thing. I would also, though, like to point out, sex doesn't always have to be about the orgasm. It
1: really, really doesn't. Alex just rolled her (laughs) eyes and almost fell off her chair. So you're telling me you're satisfied with fucking for 45 minutes and not coming at the end of it?
0: I mean, 45 minutes? I'm going to expect an orgasm, but I would be lying if I said that I've had sex and if I didn't have an orgasm, it was just a waste of my time and I hated it. And I was like, what the fuck was the point? For sure. I still think sex without it ending in orgasm is still really, really pleasurable. And then there's like, let's not forget about foreplay. Maybe you have him go down on you or finger you or you touch yourself while he's, I don't know, fucking you in the ass. Like, I don't fucking know. There's other ways that you can come that are not just during intercourse with your hand on your vagina. And if you don't come, I don't think it's the end of the world. Last thing I want to add is she's saying it can be irritating because there's sometimes she just wants to be scratching his back rather than touching herself. I mean, to me, sex, you're doing a lot of different positions and a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. This girl's making it sound like she... The entire time needs to have her hand on her clit. Yeah, you can take breaks, girlfriend. Definitely. You can take you can take a minute. You can take like a half time and scratch his back and do other things, and then go back to touching yourself.
1: Yeah, or you know, better yet, grab your man's hand, put it down there. Yeah, you guys can take shifts. You know, playing DJ down there on the clit. Yes, take shifts exactly. Or another thing, if you really can only come. From rubbing your clit with your hand. I'm assuming that's how you masturbate as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should, you know, try some alternatives. Maybe you could try with a toy. Yes. Or like a different way with your hand. Like Sophia said, like any body part to rub up against. Yeah. That should be able to do it for you.
0: Yes. And I love what you said about the toys. Maybe when you're masturbating, start using a toy and then you can incorporate toys into the bedroom. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's very, very normal that you can only come from clitoral stimulation during sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, hi, welcome to the club. That's like 70% of women. Yes. Or more. Be happy you can orgasm. That's true. There's, There's... some girls out there that can't at all. Rest in peace. Good luck to y'all. Stay safe. RIP to Anna Cole Smith. This next question needs a major trigger warning. It discusses sexual assault. So T W everybody. Hi, Sophia. This is a serious problem. I was sexually frustrated in my relationship. So I snooped on my boyfriend's phone to see if he's replacing me with porn. What I found in his search history was really bad. Hundreds of videos of rape porn, stuff you can't even find on Pornhub because it's too brutal. It was some of the worst content I have ever seen. Brutal, crying, torture rape scenes that he'd been watching every single day. Each search got worse and worse because I'm assuming it wasn't enough for him. The keywords he chose to search broke my heart. I've cried for months about it. I really don't know what to do. I love him, but this feels like the worst betrayal. And I think he's disgusting. What would you do? Holy shit, that is heavy, like beyond. (sighs) Okay, I want to be extremely sensitive and careful with how I answer this question. I'm going to try my best. First thing I want to say is I get and support kinks. I get rough sex, BDSM. I get rape fantasies, which, P.S., the term rape fantasy is a little outdated. The correct term is actually forced sex, by the way. I have no problem with any of those things. This situation, though, sounds a lot darker and deeper than the things that I just mentioned above. For him to have to go outside of Pornhub because the porn there wasn't brutal enough is pretty alarming. Mm -hmm. And where is he even finding this? Like the dark web? Probably. So while it's not up to me to decide what is considered okay in a forced sex fantasy and what's not, whatever you saw on his phone terrified you. And that's all I really need to know. And I'm so sorry that you're going through this, by the way. Mm -hmm. Like when I read this question, my heart hurt. Yeah. Because I I can't even imagine the betrayal and the disgust and the fear that you would feel after finding that. Yes. You know, and laying in bed with this person. It's like, who the fuck have I been dating? So I am not a professional. And let me just say that again. I am not a professional, but my advice would be, to bring it up to him. And if you want to do that somewhere you feel safe, like over the phone at your friend's house or wherever, please do. And this might sound a little bit surprising, but I think that she should talk to him about it and ask him to please get some serious psychiatric help. And I know this sounds crazy, but I would approach it in a non-judgmental way somewhat understanding way yes because we don't know what he's been through you know Mm -hmm. maybe her boyfriend has been through serious sexual trauma and that's why he's seeking this stuff out yeah who knows
1: yeah that and also you know porn is like a drug your brain can adjust and physically get addicted to right And once you get past like those certain tiers, you want more and And more more and more. more. And the porn gets more severe. I totally agree with
0: you, Alex. And there's the porn addiction element. There's the, you know, super violent, brutal Mm
1: -hmm. element
0: to it. We don't know what has happened to this guy in the past. Mm -hmm. We don't know enough. So I would just say I understand that you love him. And it's hard to leave. But I honestly don't know if this woman can unsee the things that she saw. And I think this could be something too traumatic for you to get over. Mm-hmm. And with that said, my gut is telling me that you should leave because that's yeah. a hard thing to have in the back of your mind. Yeah. However, please ask a professional a sex therapist, someone who specializes in this type of thing because they might have a totally different perspective and have him also do the same.
1: Yes. And if
0: you really want to work on this relationship, you guys can do it together. Yes. Final answer.
1: Yes. And also, I apologize because she said she was sexually frustrated Mm. in the relationship. So that makes me think he's not satisfied And the only way he can get satisfied is by seeing these brutal, violent videos, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, interrupting and affecting their sex life. Right. Which to some extent will affect an entire relationship. And Mm -hmm. on top of that, how severe this specific situation is. So I apologize that you're having to go through that. Yeah.
0: Very very well said, Alex. Yeah, I forgot she said that she was frustrated in their sex and that's why she decided to go through the phone. I also think it could be that he loves and cares about her and doesn't even want to engage in sex with her because that's the type of sex he prefers and he doesn't want to do that to her. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We're speculating. But regardless, like Alex said, if your sex life with him is not doing well on top of all of these other things, then maybe it's time to move on from the relationship. Mm -hmm. Girl, I am here for you. That is very, very intense. But um, I have faith that you will do what's best for you and you will get through this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh, that was heavy. Okay.
1: Let's go to the next question.
0: Alex, would you like to read this
1: one? I would love to. Thank you. Okay. Hi, Sophia. I was just wondering if you had any advice on how to deal with a coworker who's obsessed with you. I was friendly to him for a couple of months while he was going through a difficult time. And in his head, he has come up with a fantasy that I was his girlfriend. He is a loner who has obvious issues and is over 20 years older than me. For the past four months, he refuses to leave me alone after I've made it clear I don't want to be friends with him. He texts me constantly telling me how much he loves me and misses me, writes me cards, makes up stories to tell other coworkers about us, memorize my work schedule, has twice cornered me when I was alone to yell at me and tell me that he was going to kill himself if I won't speak to him. He was also caught going through my bag and putting stuff in it. And the list goes on and on. I'm scared if I escalate the matter to management, his behavior will get worse. Please help me. I'm constantly having anxiety attacks about going into work. Wow.
0: I don't mean to make this about me. I'm just saying this so this girl understands. I went through this exact same situation to a T, except he was my boss. And I'm just saying that because the fucking parallel and similarities are not lost on me. Alex, you know the story. Mm -hmm. Very fucking similar situation that I went through. So you are not alone. Okay. My first thing I'm going to say is go to HR immediately. Mm -hmm. Immediately. Like yesterday. I dealt with this and I remember having that same feeling Every single day I went to work, I was so fucking stressed, so anxious, and it's not a work environment that you should have to deal with or Mm -hmm. put up with. You really shouldn't. Alex, what do you think?
1: I think you should 100% go to management about this, and I understand that it's going to be scary, but at the end of the day, your safety should be number one priority, and you should not be the one to have to leave this job because of someone threatening you like this. Mm -hmm. He should definitely be removed from this work environment I had a situation like this and I have gone to management and it was the scariest thing I've ever done but it ended up resulting in them getting fired Mm -hmm. which you know came this overwhelming relief of peace for me and I could go into work yeah a job that I've been working at for two years Mm -hmm. I think
0: that is That's best case scenario, right? Is you went to management and they took care of it. Exactly. My situation, because I want to be completely transparent and honest with this girl, like what she could be dealing with. I undoubtedly, she needs to go to HR.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I was dealing with a situation. This person was my boss, but... I will tell you guys this story one day because it ended up in a lawsuit and it was a very serious thing. It was actually at my finance job, but my boss would corner me, yell at me if I wouldn't go to lunch with him, with clients. He would go through my desk when I was gone and put things in there, replace like a half eaten bag of Cheetos and like replace it with new ones. He one time went through my desk and saw that I had gone to a baseball game because I had tickets in my desk drawer and yelled at me for doing that because I didn't go with him. It was it was really, really bad. And the final straw was one day he came up to me and in front of everyone who worked there and other financial advisors, he said, I looked really, really hot that day. And he like put his hands through my hair And I lost it because it's embarrassing. It's really, really embarrassing. And it's crazy because I'm sure this girl can relate. Other people will witness this going on and won't do shit
1: about Mm -hmm. it. They won't say shit. Especially since you were in a position where it was your Exactly. So technically they can't say anything. Exactly. Because he has power over all of you.
0: Exactly. And people just don't want to get involved. And it's just easier that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, we see that in so many situations in life. But I went to my manager and I explained to him that it was making me feel really uncomfortable. And my manager's response was, oh, I think that you should just bring it up to the boss directly. I think he was just playing around. I don't think it's that serious. Like just have a conversation with him. That was my experience. And I just want to say that because I want this girl to be prepared for like what she might be up against. Mm -hmm. And after I brought it up to my manager and they didn't care, that's when I had to escalate things and, you know, get an attorney. But regardless, HR is a very safe place to go to. Yes. I think more so than going to your manager. 100%. So regardless, you need to report this. You never know how this situation can escalate. And it has already gone way too far. Oh yeah. And work sucks for everyone usually, but you should never feel afraid for your safety to go into the office because of a co-worker, a boss, anybody.
1: Yes. So that's that's my thing. Yes. Good luck. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. People, we see this all the time and it's so sad, mm-hmm. but definitely go to HR or higher ups. I don't think at this point, this is something that you can just take care of or Put in the back of your mind. No,
0: no, it's impossible. And I know what she's going through. It's like you're sitting at your desk, riddled with anxiety, and like, is he looking at me? Mm-hmm. Your shift is over. Is he waiting for me? Which mm-hmm. my boss would do all the time. Like, it's fucking scary, and it's not something you should have to deal with. Yeah. Okay, guys. Wow. We just went through some really uh, serious, intense stuff at the end there. I love you, Slute, so much. Follow me. Sophia with an F, Franklin with a Y on Instagram, and more importantly, TikTok, because
1: I am a TikTok star. You know what I'm saying, Alex? You are a rising TikTok star, not a podcaster, apparently just a TikTok star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck the podcast. Just go to my TikTok. Alex, don't ever call me a
0: rising TikTok star again. I'm
1: just saying I'm not what rise- the daily mail saying. I'm not
0: rising. I've already risen. I am okay. a TikTok star. Okay. And share this episode or Mm -hmm. share any segments you liked with your friends. Please help me get the word out. It helps me a lot. Mm -hmm. A lot, a lot, a lot.
1: Alex, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at AlexFranco underscore meow. Mm -hmm. Okay, Slutes. I will see you next week. Ciao.